0: You're listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast with your host, Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. 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 As a motivational speaker, Johnny D impacts audiences around the world with his message of living the outstanding life. He's a best selling author, MC, and two time Grammy considered artist. This podcast is a place where Johnny D can introduce you to his outstanding friends and share funny, interesting, and heart provoking stories. Ladies and gentlemen, Buckle up. Here comes your host, Johnny D.
1: I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, and welcome to the Outstanding Life Podcast. I am so excited today. I have a young lady sitting across from me right now with her mother, and she was born and raised in the same city as me. I am so proud to introduce Carly Colora.
2: Hello. Did I say it right? You did. All right. So good. Good enough, right? <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> Carly,
1: Thank you. Carly, I am so excited. I mean, we just got done listening to, you know, Motor City meets Music City. And um, this is what the podcast is all about. Yeah. When I called you a few weeks ago to be on the show, um, when, I, when I heard that song, I mean, this is all about a young lady following her dream, giving up everything to, to just do it.
3: Just gotta do it sometimes.
1: Now, when you wrote that song, did you have all of that like in the in your head? Like, did you write it in Nashville? Did you write it here? And then you're like, "Hey, listen, I wrote this song. Now I have to go and do this." Yeah,
3: no. So I, I wrote it when I found out I was moving. You know, confirmed. You're going. I'm going. Let's go. Um, so I wrote it here before I moved. Taylor, um,
1: Michigan, downriver. Yeah. Yes. So you wrote the song. Yes. What, how did, where did you get the inspiration for that?
3: I just wanted like a fun like. A song that you can just turn up on a road trip, kind of like a a booming, banging song. Um, You know, I've been to Nashville before, obviously, before making the move. So, you know, I kind of knew what the downtown Broadway thing was like. So I just thought it'd be cool to kind of like wrap up my. My journeys together in one song, like going from, you know, yeah. Motor City to the Music City. And uh, yeah, it just, it kind of came really easily, the, yeah. the song. It was, I was well, kind of surprised.
1: It's easy when you're following a dream, right? Yeah,
3: and I was so excited and yeah.
1: And you got a mu- uh, uh, radio play on that too.
3: It did, it got to, it was played here at yeah. the local uh, country station, 99.5.
1: What was that like for you? I got to be honest with uh, you. I, I know, uh, you know, down in the, um, uh, talking to Paul earlier and just telling him a little bit about the song, Watching that video again, I got emotional and I start crying Aww. today. I mean, because I know what it's like to follow a dream, giving everything up twenty years ago, and still doing it today. Yeah. And sometimes you ask yourself, "Man, did I make the right choices? Yeah. Did I do all the you know right things?" When you sat there in your car, in your truck, and you listened to that on the radio for the first time as a young girl, you worked so hard to get to where you are, and to listen to your song on the radio, yeah. I mean, I'm getting teary-eyed right now just I'm thinking about
3: it. I'm like, you're going to kind of make me start to get teary-eyed, I think. But what was uh, it like for you? It was it was a dream come true, one. And then, and then it almost felt like a, a full circle moment, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, everybody wants their song to be played on the radio. And then for it to get played on my hometown country station, yeah. you know, and everybody was listening and so supportive. And it was it was a dream.
1: It really was. So take us back to when you found out that you could sing? Was it at home? Was it church? Was it at
3: school? Like, when was it? How old were you? I think I was two or three. Wait, two or three years old? Yeah. From what my mom tells me, I was singing before I was talking. I was just going to say, you you (laughs) had to have been singing before you were talking. Yeah. And so my family's pretty musical. Uh, My grandma was a singer. um, So I feel like that was kind of a gift she passed down to me. But my mom had bought her one of those. little karaoke machines where it had like the, the little cord with the mic attached. It was just a very small.
2: Right. Yeah. I
3: mean, a really small machine and she pulled it out of the box to, you know, make sure it was going to work and figure out how it works. And then she was going to give it to my grandma. Well, it came with like a Disney cassette tape with all the Disney, like the part of your world, I believe it was from the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, she started playing the music, and I grabbed the mic, and I was just like singing along to the cassette tape. Wow! And uh, became very attached to the machine. So she's like, "We can't give this to Grandma now." <laughs> right? So you bought—I think she bought a, a different one for Grandma. But uh, yeah, that's all kind of where it started. And from there, um, once my mom was like, "Okay, I think, I think this," she likes this, you know. Right. She's she's you know. So my parents really invested in you know that uh, I would perform at church. Um, nursing homes, uh festivals in the park, anywhere that they would let, you know, a four, five, six, seven year old perform. <laughs> right. Um, I would be there.
1: Where was your first gig?
3: Oh, um
1: you might have to ask your mom yeah. that's sitting next to you.
3: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um probably in a park or something like that. T- oh
3: okay. Oh, the state fair. I think that okay. was four. Four and I placed Oh, first. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> there you
2: go. <laughs> <don't> nice.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um That's so that awesome. Was, and I was in the newspaper, so that was kind of cool. I still have the clipping and it's yeah. framed. And um, yeah, just anywhere they would let me perform. That is so cool. So I what would. bands
1: did you start like looking up to when you were a young girl? Was it Or was it even country?
3: Um, I feel like a lot of it was Christian-based music. Okay. Um, you know, I don't have older siblings, so kind of whatever my mom was listening to, or yeah, um, what she thought that I would sound good singing. You know, singing she would play, and I would learn it, and she'd help me. You know, I couldn't read right. at that time; I was still little. Right. So we would sit down, and, and we would sing, and I, it was just all you know from my memory. Uh, repetition, you know. Yeah. Um. So basically, what I, whatever song she was, you know, feeding me is what I would be singing. But um, a variety of things. Some, some of it was country. Um. But yeah, mostly Christian-based things. I would perform at church a lot. So, um, so yeah. And then obviously, as I got older, I, you know, started to gravitate towards music that I liked and wanted to sing too. Um. But yeah, I felt like it was pretty well-rounded as far as genres.
2: Do
1: you remember? The first time that you're like, "Hey, you know what? I want to do this for a living." I mean, I, I know as a young girl, or even even a young man, we we um we have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. You might have had one or two, or maybe three. But do you remember? Yeah. Were were you very young, or were you like later on, and you're like, "Hey, you know what? This is pretty cool. I want. I might want to try this."
3: I've always loved singing and knew it was my passion, and it was really the only thing that made me, you know. Felt like I had a purpose
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, So that I always knew, but it really wasn't until later um, I I've, so after being young and performing and all these things, as I got older, I got really, really shy. I went a long stint of not performing in front of anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, it wasn't until I started college, and, I, you know, I went to school. I always thought it was important to go to school, get an education. i was always been a very realistic thinker. Like, you can't fall back on a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I, I went to college, and, and don't get me wrong, I like what I do, but, I, you know, I'm passionate about music. And then that's when I was like, you know what, I really need to give this music thing a try because I don't know if I will be happy for the rest of my life doing what I went to school for. Right, right. So that's what really kind of lit the fire under me, you yeah. know? just I got a taste of, like, what my real everyday life's going to be, and yep. I- wasn't in love with it.
1: And that is a perfect transition to where I want to go with this. Everybody thinks that, you know, you follow a dream, but you also have to be realistic about it. You're a girl following a dream that is married. Yeah. yeah. You have a real job. Yes. You still gig. You still do all these things. Talk a little bit about that because you, you, you have a real job.
3: I have a a Monday (laughs) through Friday, sometimes on the weekend, (laughs) nine to five, uh, You know, it's hard. It's hard. Um, And what do you do? You know, during the week, I mostly just... Do the day job thing. I will try to. Now, to... what's your
1: day job? Are you allowed to oh, say? Oh, I'm
3: sorry. Yes. Um, I'm a physical therapist assistant. Yeah. So once and you're amazing at what
1: you do. Because I remember oh. one time being able to to yes. to uh, speak at at you know uh, your facility. Yes. And uh, we didn't even know each other was going to be there. No. And, and I got to watch you in your element because I only knew you as the singer. Yes. And um I mean, you have such a knack for that, though. Too. Yeah.
3: I love helping people. You know, I love people making people feel good. I wish I was getting paid to do it through music.
2: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
3: But, um, you know, but yeah, I, very realistic. I, I just knew that I, I couldn't do this without having a job. I couldn't pay for this. I think people think, like, this stuff is really expensive. Right. Like, you know, following your dream and, you know, paying people to play for you and studio time and promotional things like... Videos. Videos. You,
1: you made a comment the other day. You're like, I'm still pay- paying for the video. I'm still
3: paying for my <laughs> video. that I Yeah, and it's been a few years now.
1: It's... And these are the things that I, I, I like to talk about because... I, I we have to keep it real because it's, there are yeah. people out there that want to follow that dream or that think that what we do is easy. Yeah, and they don't realize the back end of it. They get to see that two or three percent of what we get to do, and that's the pictures on the weekends sure. of us up on stage. Yes, but they don't see the ninety eight percent of the hard work that goes into getting that one yeah. gig. Yes, or getting a few people to even see you or want to pay you to to sing.
3: It's such a process. Yeah. It's such a process. Talk a
1: little bit about the process because everybody does think it's easy and it's not. It's not. And it's frustrating.
3: It is frustrating. I would love to be able to do this full time but I wouldn't even be able to do it the little bit I'm doing it if it weren't for my job. You know what I mean? Like it's just everything is so expensive. uh, Nashville is different from here when I... When I was performing here, it was with the same, we had the same guitar players, we had the same drummer, we had the same bass player, we were a unit, we would get together, we would rehearse weekly. Um, If one person couldn't do the show, we wouldn't take the show. And you get to Nashville, and that's what people are doing for a living. I play with strangers all the time. Like, it's not the same core group all the time. Um, I have to pay people to rehearse, because they're not taking a gig to rehearse with you, So, I mean, they have to make money. So, I'm forking out a lot of money, you know, to put on a show. A lot of times I'm not even making money. Right. But, and that's okay because I I love what I'm doing and I do feel like it'll be worthwhile in the long run. But at some point, you know, you got to get paid for what you... You, yeah. you got to get a little bit back of Absolutely. all the things that you're putting into it, you Absolutely. Know? Um, so it was just a, a shock to me. I, I wasn't ready. For, I didn't know that's how it worked there. I just assumed it worked the same way. It <laughs> you're like, hey, there. I'm
1: good and everything else. Yeah. And, so uh, so let, let's even back up now because you're married. Yes. With a real job. Yes. What was that like when you? Told your husband, "Hey, listen, I want to leave Detroit, and we're going to move to Nashville."
3: Yeah, it was <laughs> How'd that go it over? was um, it was a conversation. <laughs> but luckily, he's um you know he's been very very supportive. He knew that this was my dream, and he actually encouraged it. And um, so thank God because that could have been awkward if he didn't. <laughs> that could have been a fight. <laughs> was that
1: was that a plan before you got married?
3: Um, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, hey, honey,
1: we're married now. Guess what? I'm moving to Nashville.
3: (laughs) No, no. In in fact, before I moved, if you would have even told me two years prior to that, that I'd be living in Nashville, I'd say you're crazy. I I never lived away from home. I never, you know, I never wanted to leave home. Right, right, right. I'm still not happy I had to leave home. Yeah, right. (laughs) If I could have done it here, I would have,
1: you know. So so you moved to Nashville. So let me guess. I mean, you you go down there. You probably had a big loft apartment overlooking Main Street or you're (laughs) up on a high rise or you had a you're, you know, on a big, you know, uh, house that, that you have. I mean, what, what was that move like when you got down to Nashville?
3: Well, I couldn't find a place to live about two weeks before I was supposed to move because I, I, I got a job. I had a start date, so I had to get down there. So I was um, I was struggling to find a place to live. A lot of people, they rent out rooms in like a three bedroom home. Right. And I mean, people wanted nine hundred dollars for a room, for a bedroom, And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't afford that. Right. So I was just like, you know what? I'll something, I'll find something, I'll figure something out. Like I I can't even worry about it. I'm going down there. If I have to sleep in my car, you know, I have a planet fitness um, membership. I could shower at planet fitness. Like I had a plan. I was like, I'm just leaving it to God now. Like I cannot worry about it anymore. I'm going regardless. Yeah. And, um, about, about that time, two weeks before, um, I found a place to live on Craigslist. Yeah, and it was um, like a little loft in someone's garage. I lived so in a garage. I want to.
1: I, I just want to sh- make sure that listeners are listening to this right now. You're following a dream. You get down to Nashville, <laughs> and you're living in a garage.
3: And, and when I say it's a loft, it's not like it's not really a loft. I'm not <laughs> sure what it is.
1: It had rafters in the garage. I
3: mean. <laughs> It didn't have a kitchen. It. Uh, I had a microwave. I had a mini fridge that was in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, it had, it had a sink, a toilet, uh, a shower, a microwave, and a bed. And it, I mean, that's all you really need, right? I think.
1: <laughs> so did your husband move down with you?
3: <laughs> he did not. No. Oh,
1: thank so he, gosh. He, yeah. <laughs> because that would have been another good conversation. <laughs> Honey, guess what? We're going oh to be living here.
3: Could you imagine? Oh, that, yeah. No. Um, he stayed back and was kind of wrapping up things here with his job and selling our home, my rent for the garage I was living in was more than my house, my entire house here in Michigan. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> did I make a good decision? I could get a whole house from what I paying for a half of a garage. Did
1: you ever second guess yourself?
3: No, no, awesome. I really did. I mean, I asked like, what am I doing? Like there was a lot of days where I cried. Like, yeah. what am I doing? But no, I didn't. Isn't that part of the journey though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And that,
1: and that, and that's what people don't get, is when you have that passion for something, you don't, the money, mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. You get to do what you love to do. And that's why I tell people, I said, don't do things for the money, no, no matter what it is in life. Do it for the passion of of you having that, that purpose. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, so let me ask you this, because you've had to have those times, being an artist, you've had to have those ups and downs.
3: Lots of ups and downs. We're...
1: Do you take those down times and write about them?
3: Sometimes,
1: or you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, 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 I've listened to some of your your songs. Like one of them here that I want to listen to, but I want you to talk about it. Running underwater. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about why you wrote "Running Underwater."
3: So that was. And what a, is it about? That was a unique situation <laughs> when I, <laughs> <laughs> when I first got down in Nashville. I was trying to figure out you know, try to navigate my way around and who do I meet and what do I do? And so I got hooked up with like an agent, uh, an artist consulting uh, company, mm-hmm. um, and they set up some co-writes for me. Um, and so I actually co-wrote that song with two other with two other ladies. And um, so it was a kind of a, a combined, you know, we all contributed to this song. So for me, it wasn't anything like super personal you know because I wrote it with other people but you know I feel like you can channel certain emotion even if it doesn't have to do with the lyrics of the song yeah you can channel certain emotions from uh, previous experiences um, or situations to make it seem like it's a very you know
1: so what's this song about
3: it's about being in a relationship that you know is not healthy but you can't leave you know staying is hard but leaving is so much harder um the video is awesome thank you I'm so proud of that video it
1: really 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 is well well done
3: thank you um
1: is there anything that you want somebody to know about this song before we listen to it
3: um I'm just I'm so proud of the song you know it's weird writing with other people I typically write things on my own But I love that song so, so much. It's probably one of my favorites. And, you know, I was really hoping, and I still hope that something, I would love it to be a radio hit. Like, if something were to, if I had to pick a song, that one I think would be in my top. Like, I just, I love that song so, so much.
1: Do you like co-writing
3: are you, are, are, you,
1: are you getting used to it, especially being in Nashville?
3: I am getting used to it. Um, you almost feel rushed to finish a song. And we didn't finish that song in the first sit down. It was a good start. And then I took it home and played with it. And I asked the other writers, like, is it OK? If, you know, I yeah. to sit with it a little bit. When you're in a room, you feel pressure to like right, finish yeah. it, you know. Or sometimes you feel like you're maybe not contributing as many ideas as the other people are. So you're like, does, that, does this feel fair Like to put <laughs> right. all of our names on it? Maybe I'm not contributing as much as I should. But, um, you know. I, I I love this song so much. Awesome! You ready it's to listen one of my to it? Favorites, yes.
1: All right, let's listen to right now. Under oh, running underwater with Carly. Carly, you are so right. That is an incredible song. Is, is that a is that a song for women? Is that is that a girl's song?
3: I think so. <laughs> I think a lot of women, maybe even some men, could relate. I was going to say, or I think
1: you, you're right. You're right about the relation part. Or, or you know, men can relate to that yeah. song. but it's also I was just thinking about this while we were listening to that song. It's also. A reason for men to start thinking about what they're really doing.
3: Yeah, stop dragging us along. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I was trying to get out of you. Yes, it's like you know what I mean. And it goes, it goes
1: both ways. Yeah. I get it. I. What are five things you can't live without?
3: Oh, you, random shot fire. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, shotgun question. Yeah. Okay, uh, five things I can't live without. Um, Q-tips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Q-tips. Um, baby wipes. I use them for everything cleaning my house, cleaning myself, anything, cleaning my dog. Um, my dog, for sure. He'd be something that I cannot live without. Um, water. It's my favorite go to drink. Water. Um, and chocolate.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. That's it. Those five wait. things you. I'm set you're, if I have them. I love it. Now, this, this is another crazy song, or not not crazy song, a crazy question, but um, what's a motto or advice that you live by every single day?
3: Um, I would say to treat others the way you'd want to be treated. I feel like I learned that at a very young age. I don't know if it was my mom or church, um, but I don't know. I've, I've always, always lived my life that way. Almost to a fault, I, f- I feel like. And it's tough
1: in this business, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, it, even though we're in a different business, it's it's still entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, the speaking business is no different than the singing business or, or anything else. And it just, it, it's tough. It's it's hard to trust. Yeah. It's hard to trust people.
2: Yeah.
1: thing You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite song to belt out when you're in a bar, car? Karaoke, Shower, like everybody has a to-go song that, yeah. that you you know you're good at it. You know you can rock it out. You can say it, you know, sing it anywhere you want. What's that one yeah. song for you? Okay. And it might even change once in a while.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't have like a favorite song, but if, if I were to go out and do karaoke somewhere, I feel like my go-to song would be either like Wanted Dead or Alive oh. by Bon Jovi. Yeah. Um, or I really like "Baggage Claim" by Miranda Lambert. I don't know <laughs> totally if you've ever. <laughs> I know, yeah. If I could have written any song like "Baggage Claim," like, ah, oh, that's such a. I love that song. So well I, I
1: once heard a story. Um, you know about you almost missing a flight to go um perform with Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, that's Is that, a story. I want. Well, we all. We, I okay. want to hear it because I don't even know it.
3: Yes. Okay. So after I moved to Nashville, I got asked to. Um, Taylor was doing a huge festival um, in Heritage Park. Mm-hmm. Um, called it was called the Rock and Country Music Fest. Yep. It was a huge festival. It was back in 2017 in September, and I got asked to open. And there was a ton of people on the bill, and Billy Ray Cyrus was the the uh, the headliner for that night. So I'm like, yeah, like. <laughs> yes. I'll be there. Right. I'll be there. Um, and the morning prior to the event, I was set up to do a um, interview on Fox News, Fox mm-hmm. to Detroit. Um, I was going to perform and do an interview. So I had to be in town like super, super early because I was going to be on the morning show. So um, I'm in Nashville and this is before my husband or any, you know, moved down and I'm on my way to the airport. I Ubered because I didn't want to leave my car at the airport. So I'm Ubering there and the guy that picked me up, he was an older gentleman. He was super, super nice, super sweet. And he was telling me how, you know, he likes to to Uber people earlier in the day because at night in Nashville, it gets wild and you got people swearing and, you know, throwing up in his car. So we're just making friendly conversation. And we are and I'm already kind of running a little bit late. Like I probably already should have been at the airport, but we're on our way and the traffic in Nashville is so bad. It's like stop and go bumper to bumper all the time. And next thing I know, we get rear-ended hard. And on your way to the airport. On my way to the airport. for I should have already been there. Like, I'm already <laughs> running late, okay? <laughs> and then some guy rams into the back of the Uber car. And I instantly felt my heart sink to the bottom of my body. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God, I'm going to miss this flight. I'm going to miss this flight. I'm going to miss my interview. So I'm just in instant tears. I mean, just sobbing. I couldn't even breathe. So I'm calling. I think I called my mom. I called my husband. I called my band. I'm like, I'm not going to make it (laughs) there tomorrow. And they're like, Carly, they couldn't tell if I was laughing. They couldn't understand anything that was coming out of my mouth. So they're like, calm down, calm down. So we're standing at the road. The police are on the way. The Uber driver's like, you got to tell the police. This wasn't my fault. I'm like, dude, (laughs) dude I don't have time for this. I'm like swearing here. He just kept on telling me he doesn't like driving people around that are swearing. I'm swearing like crazy. <laughs> it was such a panic moment. So I'm standing in the middle of the of the freeway calling for a different uber to come pick me up and luckily an uber guy calls me he's like it looks like you're um he's like is this right are you standing in the in the middle of i-65 i'm like yes i was like i'm running late to the airport i have to be in michigan tomorrow it's super important can you please come pick me up like can you make this happen so he did this Uber other uber guy picks me up in the middle of the, of the freeway highway and takes me to the airport i get there on time barely I'm run I'm home aloneing it to the gate. I'm running. I got tears. I'm surprised like security wasn't like, "Ma'am, are you okay?" cuz I was my mascara was down my face. I mean, it was but I made it. I made it to the interview. I made it to the show, but I'm just like, "This would happen to me." It would.
1: <laughs> what was that like though for you to get the call to to be on that bill oh, with Billy my Ray? Oh gosh.
3: It was oh it was crazy. And even like the Old Dominion was there. Yeah. Carly Pierce, Michael Ray, like a lot of people that are, you know, really big now. Yeah, yeah. They were on the same, we were on the same stage together. You know what I mean? That so is it was, so cool. It was so crazy.
1: What's the most people you've, you've ever played in front of?
3: You know, I don't really know. I don't know. You,
1: you just go out there and do your thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't really know.
1: Have you ever been nervous? Because I, I know there's so many adults and little girls right now listening to the podcast and 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 little boys that you know that they get nervous before you know public speaking is the biggest fear in the world and it it, but you're singing and sometimes it's it's a little bit different you can turn it on and off yeah is it any different
3: i think it's different uh i could never public speak or do what you do (laughs) um And I don't even like talking when I'm on stage, (laughs) but if I'm singing, I'm fine. Um, Yes. No, I do. I do get nervous. Um, I I try. I try not to, to get nervous, especially, I don't know. 2020 has changed me. Yeah. I feel like I used to worry so much about looking perfect, sounding perfect that it would, you know, I would worry. And then when all that got taken away for a year and I didn't know like when or if I'd be able to even do this again, I'm trying to have just fun. Like, don't worry, just go and have fun. And I feel like I have just become better for it. You know, I feel like I sound better because I'm just not nitpicking and worrying about every little thing.
1: I just think of when I was asking that that question, I almost think about uh, the movie Coyote Ugly where that girl (laughs) had just such a beautiful voice, but she was so scared. Did you ever have one of those moments that you're like, man, I... I can't go out there. I'm like so nervous. I'm making myself sick. Yeah.
3: Shake. Like I would shake and I wouldn't even be able to like, it's like, I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to be shaking, but I'm, I'm so nervous that I'm shaking and I can't even stop it. Like,
1: so the people that are out there listening that are going, I know exactly how she feels. (laughs) How did you get over it? And what advice can you give somebody right now listening to you saying, you know what, this is what you do.
3: Yeah. I think you just try to, to enjoy the moment. Really like try not to worry because worrying just takes away from the fun, the fun. And um, I think when you worry, it comes across in your performance. You look nervous, you sound nervous, you know, it just worrying will just destroy you, I feel like. And so that is something that I've just recently learned to just not not worry, just go have fun. There are bigger issues (laughs) in this world, as we have all learned, like don't worry about this. This should. Be, this is supposed to be fun. Go yeah. have fun, and I think it'll channel through.
1: That's good. Just, in your performance, just do it. Just ha- go out there and have fun, mm-hmm. no matter what it mm-hmm. is. What? It, what? It, do you think that there's a right age or a wrong age to get started?
3: No, I don't. Looking back, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I didn't go through that shy period of my life. I wish, you know, I could have done this sooner. But then I also think, you know what? I don't think I would have been ready. I'm a, I'm a big believer in like what happens when it happens. It's for the right reasons, mm-hmm. um, and I just I think I'm meant to be where I'm at right now. And I don't think I would have been ready when I was younger.
1: So I have to ask, I have to go back 15 minutes ago here. Are you still living in a garage with your husband? <laughs> Did you move your husband down there and still living in a garage?
3: No, he came down once I got a house. Smart guy. He's like, I'll wait. No, <laughs> no. yeah, I'm living in a, in a real house, guys. It has a garage, but I am not sleeping
2: in it.
1: <laughs> when, when you were telling that, that story, I, when I gave up everything, I lived on an office room floor. For three months. Oh, my gosh. The the same deal in in Erie, Pennsylvania, and it was his office floor just because I had nowhere to stay. Yeah. And he said, here's a futon. Take the futon down. Sleep there. But I come in at 830, and I want it to look like an office again. And so I do know what it's like, and it's not easy. But I think it's important for people to understand that when you follow a dream, it's not always easy, and nothing will ever be perfect. No. Even when you have it all planned out. No, And you think that all the, the I's are, are dotted and the T's are crossed. It's yeah. still not going to be perfect because no. you don't know the business. And the business, just like you said it, the business in Detroit is completely than, different than the business in Nashville.
3: And I'm kind of glad I didn't know that. I don't know if I would have went. It might have been too scary and intimidating had I known that going right. down. So I just kind of figured it out when I got there. Sometimes the less you know, maybe the better. But yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> have you ever had to sing Just for Tips?
3: Um. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still do it. Uh, but so, but I'll pay my band, right? Because they're not gonna do it just for tips, and it's fine. I'm fine right. with you know I, I get it. I understand. That's a lot of people, a lot of the musicians in Nashville. That is their job. They don't work a nine to five. So if they don't get paid for their gigs, they're not getting paid at all, and they're not going to work with you if you're always never paying them. That's
1: right. <laughs> so talk a little bit about that, just because you know. Um, People don't realize when you go down to Nashville and you see all these cool bars and I mean, almost 24 hours a day, there's entertainment there there is a guitar player, bass player, drummer, and they go from bar to bar and they are crisscrossing for 8, 10 hours to make yeah, a buck. Yeah,
3: sometimes even 12. Is Am I right yeah, or wrong? Talk yes. a little bit about that because yeah. people
1: don't realize it. No. They're, they're like, oh, that, that band's together. That band's not together. They might not even know each other.
3: Right. Yeah, so Broadway's um so different. Um, I've just started playing on Broadway pretty regularly. Um, How cool is that? That's pretty cool. I mean, I gotta it be, is.
1: I'm getting chills yeah. for you. It's like, that's cool.
3: Yeah, and, but it's so different. You know, you can't go on Broadway and really do your original music. People want to hear covers people come down there for parties and and bachelorette parties and you know they don't unfortunately they don't want to hear your original music but luckily there's places in Nashville for that but so Broadway is mostly just like cover songs Um, but yeah there's a there's been times where uh, many times um, that we're all getting on the stage for the first time together Um, if you're ever in need of like a a player luckily there's like a big face group page uh, the Facebook group that if you're looking for a guitar player hey I need a guitar player at this at this place at this time and you'll get a ton of people to choose from. Um, and so it's just like, all right, nice to meet you. I'm Carly. We're going to be here for the next four hours together. <laughs> and um, But it's great because if things go well, then it's like, th- you know, we've all worked together now. And yeah. so, you know, you can call, you can call anybody to to just come sit in on a gig. It's That's bizarre, cool. It is, but it is cool. But I mean,
1: as an outsider looking in, you don't realize the business behind, all that. Yeah. That's the cool thing. Yeah. Like you're there to entertain. Yeah. And Nobody they would never know, know that we
3: never met. In That's fact. crazy. And even talking to the people after the show, like, yeah, we've all never played together. And they're like, are you serious? We never would have known. So,
1: <laughs> What does Carly like to do for fun when you are not producing? You're not writing. You're not singing. You're not working. You're not with your dog. You're not with your husband. You want to get away from it all. Mm. What does Carly like to do?
3: Oh, you know, I don't know. I love to. Um. I love to entertain. Like I like to have people over. I like to have. Uh,
1: so when you're not entertaining, you like to entertain. Na- <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's. A, I, I guess it's a little bit different though, right? Uh, you
3: know what? Well, here, I like to work out. Uh, I really enjoy working out. I, I try to do it every day.
1: Now, do you enjoy working out? And I'm going to ask this for myself yeah. and for listeners. Do you like to work out or do you work out because you're in the business and we have to actually look the part?
3: both I don't like getting up early to work out but I get up early to work out and then I'm I'm better for it afterwards and I'm happy I did it but okay. but yeah there is pressure to look good you know you're being you know recorded or you know pictures and sometimes you're like oh god I need to hit the gym a little harder yeah no I mean and it's the truth
1: <laughs> but these are real questions that I yeah. think that people need to listen to because yeah. I mean it, it just that's what it is so when you're when you're not entertaining, you like to entertain, and it's kind of <laughs> funny you just said that because I just had some people over on Friday, and it was uh, some people in, in the racing business and in the music business, and here I am barbecuing, and they're like, finally, they're like, "We, dude, sit down. I know, sit down. We're at your house." Like, we'll barbecue. Like, just relax. I'm yeah. like, no, I got to do this. You know what I mean? It's I fun. Asked you. It is fun. And I, I get enjoyment out of watching them same. enjoy themselves.
3: I'm the same way. You know what I like, mean? Like, Carly, just sit down. And I'm like, well, no, I got to do this. And I got to do it. Like, I just want it to be perfect. Yes. I mean, <laughs> even though
1: there was only five dudes, yeah. and like the last thing that yeah. they cared about was anything. But that that is so awesome. Yeah. So I have some fun social media questions. Okay. If you could open up for any artist mm. right now, dead or alive... Who would it be? I thought that was a great question. That is a great
3: question. It's a a hard question. Um,
1: I was trying to answer this. While you're thinking about this, I'm going to talk about it because I'm like, like, is it going to be an old school girl singer? Is Uh it going to be a band? Is it going to be a current one? I, I... I'm really curious. Gosh, who would so it be? Hard.
3: I feel like my answer is not going to be like super surprising, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Carrie Underwood. Okay, she's the reason why I like fell in love with country music. Really?
1: So she was your idol.
3: She, yes. No. So
1: was it American Idol?
3: So yeah, it's after she she won. Um, you know, my mom ended up buying her album. She's like, "You got to listen to this <laughs> this song, like this the CD," and so I did, and and that just kind of. I you know I was always a fan of um Faith Hill and Shania Twain but like I just I really didn't know a lot of ton, a ton of country music. I didn't grow up listening to country music really. I mean a little bit but not so much. I love pop music. Um so that's kind of what I grew up listening to. Um so I mean I would love to open up for an, for an idol like that. That would just be like a dream. A dream lineup. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jason Aldean. Oh, yeah. I always say, like, I want to be the female version of him because he's just like rocking. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I just love that. And so. he's so
1: not like that at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally the opposite, you know.
3: So I mean, I think those two would be my I would I would just be thrilled. To open for anyone is such an honor. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So let me
1: ask you this. If Carrie Underwood walked through the door right now, what would be the first thing you'd say to her?
3: I'd probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then thank her for turning me on to country music. Like, what's that. it
1: like for you though that you are a role model to young girls now?
3: It's it's weird. To, like, I don't really think about.
1: But you are that I mean, part of
3: it. Yeah, I mean, and I've had little girls come up to me after shows. Like, if we're doing like a festival mm-hmm. where it's like kid friendly, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right. you> know <laughs> Not all my gigs are kid friendly, unfortunately. The bars, um, but they'll like want me to sign something for them, and I'm just like, you. Know, it almost is like, oh, like maybe. They are watching, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't realize it until like they come up to you after and they're like, can you sign this for me? And uh, it's so touching. It's so sweet. That That is so cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: So do you ever get inspired and want to write after a show or before a show by just watching the audience?
3: You know, I don't know if I've ever had that specific experience, but sometimes just ideas come to me so randomly. Sometimes when I'm driving and I'll even just pull over and start to, you know, pull out my I, notes section in my phone because I'll forget it.
1: That, that alone time is yeah, important. Like, it I, is. I will start like, I'm the exactly the same way. Yeah. So where do you get your inspiration from when you are writing? I, I know that we're talking about a little bit about it now. Yeah. But when you really want to sit down and create a great story, a great song, does it start with just a thought? Does it start with just a couple words? Does it start with a, a theme? What is it for you?
3: All of it. I've written songs and and all that those different scenarios. Or sometimes it's like an experience that maybe like a friend is going through. Like you know you know I'm married and, and we have a good relationship, but like I love singing breakup songs and they're just funner to sing.
1: That's why I was asking I because <laughs> no be, because I would like I would hate to and and I hate, I hate, use the word hate, but I don't wouldn't hate, but I would hate to break up with somebody that I knew that was a singer songwriter because yeah. I I mean our story would be out there. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like no matter how great we act, right. it's like it's going to be right. out there, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was always wondering, do you get that inspiration from those weak moments of being
3: Yes. Broke yeah. up. Yep, yep, weak moments or watching someone else go through it or even like watching TV and a scenario or a scene on TV and you're like, "Oh, that that whole scenario itself would just be a good idea for a song." And yeah, I really pull it from wherever, but a lot of times It'll just sometimes it'll randomly come to me.
1: It, so what about your latest hit, um, "Break My Heart"? Let's just go right into heart. it and not even realize that we are going yes, to go, that go was into like it. A like perfect this. segue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where like how was that written and why was it written? I mean, was it someone that broke your heart? No. Was it somebody that you maybe broke your friend's heart?
3: No. Honestly, the melody of the chorus kind of came to me. It just came to me. It's weird and. um, and I, it's like, oh, all right, this could be kind of a fun rocking thing. And then just the lyrics started coming to me of the chorus. And I'm like, well, this is kind of silly. You know, why would you want someone to break your heart? So I kind of had to make sense of like the rest of the song to make it, you know, kind of make sense. But uh, yeah, I wrote it over, you know, last year um, when, uh, well, no, it would have been, I'm sorry. my I know all last year d- didn't <laughs> happen. Remember <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, That's right. Last
3: year didn't happen. I've written other songs so during 2019. last year. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, it was just a, it, it came to me early on, and then I I put it aside, and I I didn't do anything with it, and then I, you know, revisited it, and um, it's like yeah, I think I want to finish the song.
1: Uh, Carly, let me ask you this before we listen to it. You've brought up God, religion a few times,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and God, you know, is with me. I'm a you know faith based man, and everything else. And sometimes when I'm writing, speaking. I feel like the Holy Spirit like takes over and writes for me. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that way like God is literally putting the song in your heart to sing and sometimes you don't write it down and you're like I cannot believe I didn't listen. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you and you're like that was the most beautiful thing that was so, I should have done a, you know, whatever about this or that. Do you ever feel like like God is helping you along the way I do
3: I do, especially just the really random things it's almost like it's just kind of here you go do something with this you know Um, especially if I'm not pulling it from an experience sometimes when it just comes to me and you know I'll go through I'll go through periods where I just feel like I don't have anything good to write about you know oh gosh I hope I can you know get excited about another song like I haven't in the past and then something will just come to me so I try not to overthink it too much and just welcome it when it comes and hopefully I can do justice to it you know.
1: Simple is better
3: sometimes? Sometimes. I am an overthinker <laughs> sometimes I do think simple is just better.
1: Do you want to listen to uh, Break My Heart? Do you want yes. to introduce it? Go ahead.
3: Yes, this is my latest single uh, it's kind of like a rocking heartbreak anthem um, Break My Heart
2: Almost forgot what a goodbye felt like, Do for a cry. You seem like the type that could do me like that. A bad boy that's charming.
1: I love it Break My Heart by Carly <laughs> I, I have to ask what is your favorite part about the process is it the writing is it the mixing is it the end result of listening to it is it all of it or I are you think... good at one one part of it and you let the professionals take care of everything else or are you like most musicians and writers and songwriters and you are control freak and you want to control the whole process
3: I am a control freak <laughs> kind of <laughs> But the most exciting part is when I'm in the studio before I'm even doing my vocals and hearing the musicians bring the song to life. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, this sounds like a song. Because when you're writing, sometimes you're like, is this dumb? Like, will even, <laughs> will anyone even like this? But then once you you take it to the studio and it starts to to take form, I'm like, okay, this sounds like a real song. Yeah, you know. And then just listening to the final final product, it's just so exciting.
1: Your mom's sitting next to you, yes. what was it like for you to record for the first time come home with that c d or tape back then? Mm-hmm. I don't even know um and let your parents listen to your first demo or your i mean what was that like for yeah. you
3: i mean it's just exciting and they I like I can't wait for that moment so they they usually hear all like the takes that you know I'm like well this isn't quite finished yet you know it's they've heard it when it's pretty raw bare yeah. bare bones you know not fully the production and all that um so I think it's cool for them to kind of hear the final product too because they've kind of seen the journey of yeah. it and then what it ends up being is you know, so it's kind of cool to share that. And it's only because I cannot wait. So I'm like, <laughs> this is what we did today. Now, <laughs>
1: one thing that you told me that I did not know about you, and I want to make sure that people know this because I think it's so important. Again, it's like you're being you. Mm-hmm. Carly is Carly. And that's yes. it. And I love that. You don't play the guitar. I don't. You don't play an instrument. I don't. And, 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 and I'm uh, not getting, I'm, I'm getting excited because there's people out there right now that goes, Oh, I can sing, but I got to learn how to play the guitar yes. or I have to learn how to play this, or I have to, I have to, have to, have to, there is no have to is there? Just do it.
3: There's not, uh, kids though. I would recommend <laughs> take your <laughs> guitar a whole lot lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, because it would just be so much easier to, you know, to just do gigs by myself. You know, I wouldn't have to worry about finding a guitar player. Um, But it definitely is possible if if you cannot play an instrument. It is possible to still be able to do what you love and, you know, get some pretty good gigs out of it, you know.
1: Do you have to be a good guitar player to play music these days or can you fake it? Because it is the entertainment business and we know that. Yeah, just because you're holding a guitar doesn't mean that you're playing right. the guitar. I
3: mean, I could never fake it. <laughs> I could never. It would be so clearly obvious that this girl does not know how to play a guitar. I took lessons. I have a guitar. I just, I couldn't play and sing at the same time. I'm like I could not split my brain. Like I feel like I could I could probably learn to play guitar and be decent at it. But then I think that would take away from like the performance aspect of it, the vocal aspect of it. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think if if you're playing an instrument, I mean. Practice does make perfect. And I think it just will make you better.
1: What are you, if nobody has ever seen you on stage, what are you mm-hmm. like on stage? Because I tell people like for me personally, I'm like, listen, I'm not your typical motivational speaker. I don't like, don't give me a podium. Don't I, I give me a wireless mic because I'm like a caged animal. I uh-huh. am all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> and That's the way I like. I'm like the Garth Brooks or the Tim McGraw of of, of the speaking business. Uh-huh. I like to work a room yes. because I think it's fun. What are you like on stage?
3: That's so funny that you asked that because um, like my coworkers, I, I'm a very shy person. I am. I'm very like reserved. I, I'm not one to strike up a conversation and I'm just, it's just because I'm shy. Right. Um, and so, you know, when I, I had a few shows in Nashville, you know, and I, it took me a while to tell my coworkers, like, you know, I sing. And then a lot of them would ask, like, why you know, why did you, what made you move here? And um, so then they, when they came out to a show for the first time, afterwards they were like, um, who was who that? Are, yeah, who was that? That's not the girl that shows up at work every day. Um, I just, i just feel so much more relaxed and, um, you know, it's, it, it is different. It is something that you kind of turn on and off without realizing you're turning it on and Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Yeah. It's
1: like me. It's like, as soon as I hit that on button on the uh, microphone, yeah, I don't remember the next hour. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. And, and this is a question from me, cause I know that I'm this way. When I'm up there for an hour, I am performing, I am speaking, I'm doing my thing. And people will come up and say, oh, I love that story you told about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, did I tell the story?
3: Oh, Because you're... I'm so
1: into the moment that I forgot. I, like, I'm not keeping track of right. what I'm- You're like an my, autopilot. My yeah, right. Yeah. Do you get the same way? Like, oh, wow, I, su- I sung that song? Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm glad you liked Sometimes. it. And you got to almost fake it. Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love like,
3: that. Did, song. <laughs> we, did we do that song that night? Yeah. Yeah. yeah same.
1: So, so let me ask you this then. Um because you got the yin and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. Are there times that you get on stage and you're like, oh, man, that wasn't the perfect night. But then the crowd's like so into it. Yeah. And then there's those nights that you're like, man, we rocked it. And people are like, oh, yeah, that was great.
3: Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I definitely had my share of both. Um Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time, the crowd doesn't know if you've messed up. Isn't that funny? Yeah. We know. Right, of course. Because we can hear each other in our own, you know, our ears are in your monitors. And so, you know, we can hear everyone's mess up really good. But (laughs) the chances of anybody else really maybe noticing it are probably
1: very slim. So when you get off stage and you're on your way home, do you mellow out? Do you get home and have a cocktail or have a coffee What is your because I know again, I know what it's like for me, and I'm a you just gave 150% more Mm -hmm. than what most people do in a week. Mm -hmm. You gave out in one (laughs) performance for four hours, Uh and like you're just like, oh,
3: you know, I'm pretty what do you do? I'm pretty amped up. It takes me a while to wind down, it takes me a while to fall asleep. Um, I, I have the radio on driving home, you know, people are like, we just. You know, some people think it's weird that I listen to music on the way home after just singing music. But I.
1: What's it like for your husband?
3: He's usually already asleep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sometimes, you know, he can't come to all the shows because you know he works too, and so he's he's not trying to stay out till till three a.m. But um, yeah, I just I have a really hard time winding down after a show like that.
1: Are you always by yourself? Like when you're when you're downtown and you're singing and stuff like that. because you said it, mm-hmm. your husband works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're down there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you by yourself, or do you have somebody with you? I mean,
3: sometimes, sometimes I'm by myself. Yeah, if he doesn't come with me, I'm I'm typically, you know, by myself.
1: Does yeah. he Does he like to go downtown, or mm-hmm. is it or is it all like Oh my Oh my God, we've been together for so long, <laughs> and I'm pretty much over it. And you go do your thing, babe. I love you. I'll support you. And that's
3: no. He he enjoys going. He okay, does. If, if he can be there, he usually is. Now, do you get yeah.
1: nervous when he's out there watching? No. None, no, no, more.
3: not anymore. Used Has, to be nervous yeah. in front of them for anything, but, um, yeah, no, not anymore. Tell the
1: story about you finding your last band on Craigslist oh, before yes. you moved down to Nashville.
3: Yeah, so... Uh,
1: you love Craigslist.
3: I'm Yeah, there's kind of a theme, isn't there? Oh, my gosh, yeah. No, um, well, I had been playing in a band, uh, a casino band here in Detroit, and um, when that fizzled out, you know, I was like, I, I got to find it. I got to find a band. We really weren't doing, like, country music, the stuff that I wanted to do. So my mom, she's like, well, let me just put an ad on Craigslist. And I was, I kind of <laughs> thought she was joking. And uh, I was like, okay. So she did, and, like, the next day we got... Um, we got a hit on the uh, the ad, and they were like, "Come out to a rehearsal." You know, it's gonna be at this warehouse. And I'm like, "Mom," I was like, "You've got to come with me now." It's, I'm not going to a warehouse, right? And so she came with me, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's how I I you know, I, and then from then on, I was I was with the two time band, and I really you know, I really owe a lot to to that experience. That was a great I,
1: band too. It was
3: so much fun. Yeah. probably one of my favorite chapters of my life. Like. I just had the best, best time. Have you got
1: together with those guys?
3: I'm still friends with them, yeah. Yeah, And actually, one of them, he lives in Nashville now, too, and he plays with me as often as he can. Nice. Which one? um, His name's Carl. He's a drummer. Nice. Um, But, you know, John Howard, he's an awesome guitar player, and he's a close buddy of mine, and I I try to see him every time I come to town, or he's visited visited me in Nashville. So um, I like to try to to see those guys, too, as much as I can, and try to come out and support if they're playing while I'm home. But, um, Yeah, that was, I mean, I started my songwriting, you know, I just felt like I became a better singer in that experience. Mm -hmm. I became a better performer and I I wouldn't be where I'm at today without that whole journey. That is
1: so cool. All because of Craigslist and your mom. I'm
3: telling you, Craigslist, maybe it's not so bad, guys. That's right.
1: (laughs) Well, now now it would be what, uh, Facebook Marketplace?
3: Yeah, probably. Something like, yeah. yeah. So let me
1: ask you this. Social media question came in. Is it important to learn, study, and understand the old music And the music history that you are trying to play today.
3: Yes, and I feel like I'm actually just like going through this now. So, as I mentioned, yeah, perfect. Um, As I mentioned, I just started kind of regularly playing on Nashville or on Broadway in Nashville. And they do a lot of like the older country, they're called standards, like the standard songs, like you'll hear the same songs in, in all the bars. And a lot of them are just old, old country. Some of it's even nineties country. And I just did not grow up listening to that stuff. Right. So we'll get requests for songs that I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just don't, I just don't know it. Yeah. So I've been making an effort to kind of learn, go back and learn some of those songs, even though it's that they're not songs I love or right, feel like yeah. I can relate to. You know, that's what people are wanting. And that's the thing with Broadway. You do what the people want. That's you're, not, right. you're not playing what you want. Right. It's not your scenario. show. It's their show. It, that's right. <laughs> so, yes, to answer your question. Yes. So I it's think very it's important. So important. There you um, go. And I'm, um, I'm trying.
1: Whoever wrote that that question in. Uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for writing <laughs> in on that one. Here's another social media question. Did your style or music change since the beginning of your career?
3: I mean, I think a little bit, you know, I, like I said, when I grew up listening to a little bit of everything, you know, so, you know, I grew up listening to pop, but, you know, you know, I love the rock stuff too. And, you know, and of course I love country. So I feel like in certain songs, like, you know, for example, Running Underwater, that's got more of a poppy feel to it. Um, Break My Heart's got more of a country rock feel to it. So um, I do feel like, you know, given the song and the right situation, I think it is important to... Evolve some and and try new and different things,
1: Carly. When you're having one of those bad days, mm. who is it for you that kicks you in the hiney or motivates inspires you?
3: Yeah, probably friends and family. Yeah. Do you ever
1: let them know, or do they just know?
3: Um, I think I think sometimes. Yeah, I think a little bit of both sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think they can just tell. There's a lot of ups. People and downs. can just tell.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not always easy.
3: Yeah. And sometimes it's myself, like just the snap out of it. Like we're going to have these low days and we're going to have the high days. And, you know,
1: let me ask you this. Because again, just like me, it's, it's no different. I love music, especially when I'm by myself and I don't want to let nobody know that I am having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I say, Alexa, play whatever kind of music that just I know that within 30 seconds, I'm going to be in a different mood. Yeah. I don't know if it is for you. And if it is, what's that one song that you go to and say, Alexa, play blah, blah, blah. And you yeah. know that uh, you 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 go from that crappy moment to like you're dancing around the kitchen.
3: Yeah. yeah I... Or is
1: it one of your own songs?
3: No, it's definitely not one of my own songs. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have like a go-to song, more of like a go-to genre, maybe. Okay, what's that? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Well, maybe country music, just because of the lyrics. Old or new? Um, probably new-ish.
1: Are you starting to love the old? country
3: i do the yeah. older
1: you get the more you're doing nashville scene are you like because there i mean there's so much history
3: there is so much history you know and what i mean i wish i knew more of it you know what i mean yeah so, and i like i like learning about new things and i just think it'll just make me better just the more song well-rounded
1: may, yeah the, the 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 song might be 50 years old yeah but you're singing it for the first time and you're right. singing it the, it's so excited like she did probably then 50 years ago yeah yeah you know That's what i mean it's like a cool point you're, yeah you're the new version
3: Bringing new of life Dolly to Parton old or
1: Reba. Sure. Or, and I could totally see you. That's yeah. why I was thinking to myself when that question came in earlier about, uh, you know, who would you like to warm up for, dead or alive? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking to myself, like, that Reba, like like the new version right. of, of her. Right, Or right. the Dolly Parton or the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just that fun, exciting, like, they were the ones back then
3: If it weren't for them, there wouldn't be what's now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So much like respect and appreciation for all of that music, Yeah. you know, for sure.
1: Um, Okay. Let's see here. Another social media question. I want to make sure I get a bunch of these in. Uh, How do you balance between your music and other obligations and your work? Because there are sometimes you have to gig and then get up and go to work the next day, isn't it? Yeah. Don't you? And people don't realize that. Like we're sitting here talking about all the fun fun stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, you have a real job.
3: I know. You have obligations. I know. I don't like saying no to opportunities. I know. I very much worry. I have FOMO, fear of missing out. (laughs) You know, I just would hate. I'm like, yes, it's going to suck getting off stage at two o'clock and then having to be up for work at five. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I I can't go right to bed. It takes a minute to wind down after something like that. So I already know it's going to be a crap morning. It's not going to be great. It's just not. It's just not going to be great. But I don't. uh, I have to just tell myself, this is why I'm here and I don't want to keep turning down opportunities because it could lead to something else and just push through it. Yeah. That's what I do.
1: What's the best advice that you've ever gotten? Mm. And it could be about anything.
3: Yeah. You know, recently I saw something and uh, it's, it's something I should probably follow more, but to not like, don't compare where you're at in your journey to where somebody else is. I just recently saw that on social media and I'm like, that's so true. We're all on our own paths and um, it's so easy to, to compare yourself to other artists and you're like, Oh, well, they're getting all these good gigs or, you know, their songs getting radio play and I feel like my songs better. Like we could play that game all day long, but <laughs> right. it's not going to do anything. It's just going to make you feel worse. So to just understand that you are on your own path, focus on your path and you know, things will unfold for you at some point.
1: And you If you're not going through that, Mm -hmm. you're going to go through that. Yeah. For those of you that are listening and following that that dream, man, hopefully you haven't had to go through that yet. But those times will come that 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 you second guess yourself. And that stinks, but that's part of the learning process. Mm -hmm. That's part of the growing process. You know, I always say it's like, you know, I want to climb to the top of the mountain, but I want to climb with as many people that I possibly can and have a party at the end. I don't want to go by myself. Who is it for you that that has like every great athlete has, has has had great coaches. Yeah. I know one of them sitting right next to you right now. Yes. And, and and it's one of your, you know, biggest cheerleaders. It's yes. one of your biggest coaches. But who else is it besides your mother? Mm-hmm. Who else is it for you?
3: You know, I've been just really blessed to have really good people in my corner. You know, a lot You hear the story as well. I, I had to get out of my hometown and nobody thought I could do it and here I am doing it. That's just not my story. Like, I've always had really supportive friends, really supportive family, and they're like, you can do this. So I would say them for sure. Everyone's always been very... People believe in me more than I believe in myself, Yeah, you know? And sometimes that's the
1: motivation, isn't it? It is. Because we need to hear it, and all of a sudden, it's like we got that, again, kicking in the the fanny going, why am I feeling sorry for myself? I mean, I'm doing all this. I'm doing what people dream of.
3: Yes, yeah.
1: But we still get that it's just, we get down. I mean, just it's do. just, we're humans. That's you know, right. what's, what's the one thing that you're the most proud of, of your career. And I, and I don't just mean big singles. I don't mm-hmm. mean music. It, it could be something from when you were five. I mean, I don't know. What is it for you though, that you look back and say, I'm
3: you proud know what? of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just the fact that I, I went to Nashville. I, I, like I said, I've never lived away from home. I just, it was, I just didn't want to leave home and I look back and I'm, I am proud of myself that I did that, that it was tough. You know, it's still tough, but I, I don't, I don't regret doing it. Um. So I feel like I still can't believe I did it. <laughs> well, Carly,
1: I mean, I'm sitting here across from you right now and I'm proud of you. I'm proud oh. that, that you are on the Outstanding Life podcast. Thank I, I you so I, much I, for having I, I, but me. I'm, We're not done, but we're, I just want you to know that, you know, keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing mm. for everybody is just so awesome. Oh. I mean, I know you're doing it for you, but... You know what? Sometimes you're doing it for others, and you don't even realize. Yeah. And, and just like you telling your story today, I know it's not it's not all you know hype and you know oh my god things are so great. It's like you're talking about what's real.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 another thing I want to talk about is, um, I mean, you're a real girl that puts her real feelings out there. I mean, I once heard a story, or maybe you told me, maybe I read it on Facebook. I don't know, but do you really love garbage TV? <laughs>
3: I love garbage TV. So when
1: you say garbage (laughs) TV, what is that?
3: Like reality, like, and I got quotes going (laughs) reality TV. That's probably not like reality TV. Right, right. Oh my gosh. What's your favorite show? I love Keeping Up with the Kardashians, (laughs) which, (laughs) Lord, that just ended. I know, I know. I'm torn up about it. Like, they're done. What am I going to do? I love Jersey Shore, (laughs) love it.
1: Here's the thing. I I am going to I'm just going to say this. Okay. And I rolled my eyes when you said the Kardashians, you know okay. what I mean? But Most I got do. I got stuck watching that the other day for like 3 episodes cuz you start watching it for 5 minutes and yeah. you're hooked.
3: You're like what's going to happen next? I, I got to right? find out. And I here I am
1: by myself having a couple drinks watching <laughs> Flipping that trashy TV. Uh, it's so it's so funny good, you said that, but
3: it's good though. No, yeah, like, uh, sure, uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it
1: passed an hour and a half yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So you love garbage I TV. Do. do you ever write about it?
3: I don't, but yeah. I should, maybe I should. That'd be a great, Get a fun party song out of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. There
1: you go. There's your next single. There you go. If you could change anything about the industry, mm. what would it be? Or are you just cool with it?
3: <laughs> Everything's great. though. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I do feel like. um I do feel like it's a little bit harder for women just because you know you know I I don't uh, age sometimes isn't as kind to us as it is for men I feel like when when time, I don't know there's just like I just feel like there's a pressure to look good and to th- Look young, and I almost feel like for for women sometimes maybe your time is is numbered. Especially for someone like me who's an independent artist, it's different. If you're a Reba or you know right. you're already established, but I'm not, so you know I'm not I'm not established like that. So I, I just feel like there's like I'm running out of time. Like I don't have any kids or anything yet, but that, I, if I'm gonna do that, I probably got to do that soon. Right, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not getting any looking, younger. She's looking yeah, at her watch right my, now. I think <laughs> watch. I'm like yeah, I'm running out of time. So I just I kind of wish that that didn't have to be. And maybe it doesn't have to be, you know, but for me, I just kind of feel like, well, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of sucks.
1: I love that running out of time is your next single. There, there you go. I love that. <laughs> Cause I mean, every single man and woman is running out of time about out of something.
3: Time. That's right.
1: That is so I awesome. Know. So you think that's what it would be?
3: I think mm-hmm. so. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, tell us about your best performance or your, or your, or your favorite um. venue.
3: Yeah, you know, best performance. There are nights where I'm just like, that was a really great performance. Yeah. And, you know, I thank God for a good performance, of course. Um, venues. Uh, I think outdoor venues are a lot of fun. I really enjoyed when I got to play here at that Rock and Country Music yeah. Fest. It was well, a stage huge and stage. Yeah. It, had a, it had a catwalk. <laughs> I never had been on a stage with a catwalk. Did you it, work it? I did. But here's my problem. So, like, I... We're normally on, like, a six-by-six stage. We're, like, shoulder-to-shoulder with each other. Guitars are, like, hitting me in the shoulder. Like, there's no room. And then to be on this huge stage, and it's just like, they're way over there, and this guy's... And, you know, I had packed, like, some really high heels because I thought I would just probably be standing on a small stage. Right, right. So I almost fell walking down this catwalk in these giant wedges, shoes I just have no business even wearing. I shouldn't even wear them. Um, So if I could go back, I would have packed differently for that show um, but that was definitely like the coolest day I hope I get the opportunity to be on a stage like that again
1: well I mean you're so gonna, I'm gonna wear better shoes you're gonna wear better <laughs> shoes I love that well do you wear cowboy boots
3: um sometimes yeah. you do you have a sometimes. pair sometimes oh yeah okay. I have a lot
1: so did you go down to Nashville and get the one pair and get three
3: yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> no, I did. I sure did. Going back, I shouldn't have spent all that money though. Oh my Because it's like buy one, get three, but right. one pair is like five hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly.
1: I've done it too, it's and I reckless. have over twenty pairs. So I still yes. went down there and did the same thing. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I get two pairs for free. And I'm like, yeah. but I really didn't. But you really didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh let me ask you this. We're, we're we're gonna be wrapping things up here in just a minute. Okay. What's the best advice? You could give somebody listening right now that wants to maybe not physically go and jump in their truck and go to, to Nashville mm-hmm. and start singing, but maybe they want, they lost their purpose. Mm-hmm. They know what their purpose is, mm-hmm. they're scared to go and do something with that purpose. The floor is yours. What advice could you tell that young boy, that young girl that's listening right now? Maybe it's the husband or wife and they don't have purpose anymore. Mm -hmm. They know what it is, Mm -hmm. but they got the real job. They got the house they got, and they're afraid to follow Mm -hmm. their dream and have purpose
3: again. Yeah. I mean, fear is crippling. You know, I think if you, I think you need to ask yourself, if I don't do this, will I regret it? And that's what I did. And. My answer was yes. If I don't try, you can always go back home. You can always go back to the nine to five. That stuff will always, always be there for you. But I just think if if you're gonna regret it, not regret not doing it or taking the leap, you need to do it. That's your answer. You need you need to just do it and try.
1: So let me ask you this: What if it was your husband
2: mm-hmm. and not you? Mm-hmm.
1: Is it easy? to support somebody else that that person's going oh yeah well that's great because you're the one that wants to follow the dream but yeah. there's somebody listening right now going yeah. but I'm the one that's going to have to buckle up and support that person
3: it's hard it's hard and I was so blessed that he was on the same page as me it could have been that could have been that would have been awful if he wasn't you mm-hmm. know who knows what would have happened yeah um but I think he he knew I really wanted to go and he was like, Yeah, we're going to go then. Yeah, no, uh, and, and,
1: and it's great for you, but I'm just, you but know, for someone I, else. Yeah, for someone else. Cause I, I know even me, it's like, you know, people don't get me. Yeah. Because we're a dreamer. We're, you know what I mean? We're always, we're just different.
3: Gosh, it's so hard. I know. I just think it, conversation and a lot of praying and just hoping that, you know, it will all fall into place but it that would be hard to to you know he had to uproot his whole life to to chase you know my dream and it's that's that's a lot to ask somebody to do
1: imagine i'm just sitting here thinking about this imagine that couple but imagine how much happier they would be Mm -hmm. if one of them Mm -hmm. was following their dream right even if the other one was a support system, imagine how much happier that relationship would be. Right. I mean, I'm literally getting chill yeah. bumps right now just thinking about the freedom that yeah. they would have.
3: Yeah, instead of keeping
1: up with the Joneses, keep right. it up with yourself. Just right. do something you want to do.
3: Right. Because usually when when one person's really you know, happy, it will translate into the other, you know, feeding off of each other, especially if you're a couple and you're living together. Yeah. You know, when one person's really, really happy, chances are the other person's really, really happy too. Right. Exactly. So, um, that's, that's great advice. That's tough. That's yeah. tough.
1: So how can people follow you? How can people listen to your music? Yes. How can people, you know, do all these things? Because I want people to go and listen to your music. And then I want you to talk about something you have coming up next month. You're <gasps> yes. going to be opening up for Uncle Cracker. Yes. Another Detroit guy. Oh, my
3: gosh. I am so, so excited. I'm just, I'm thrilled. I cannot believe it's even happening. But yes. <laughs> so yes. have you met him yet? Nope. Really? Nope. Yeah. I hope I get the chance to. Yeah. Like I hope we get you know, we get to meet each other. Okay. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And the day after uh, at the same venue, I'm opening for David Lee Murphy. So I'm really, really excited about that too. He's and where's a-
1: that going to be? So people here in Detroit so, that are listening.
3: Yes. That is in uh, Lake Ozark, Missouri at a venue called lazy gators. Um, it's a ticketed event. So if you go to, if you go to shady gators, uh, their website, <laughs> there's a shady gators and there's a lazy gators. It's kind of confusing, but, um, and then also if you go to my Instagram, I'm on Instagram at carly.co. Um, I have a link in my bio to buy tickets for either one of those shows. Um, And then I'm on Facebook um, at Carly Kalura Official. And my music, you can get it anywhere. You can get downloaded uh, digital music, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify. So yes. Are
1: you still writing? You, I Do you, uh, yeah. you have anything new that, that you want to talk about?
3: I do have a song. It's called Homesick. I it's, it's written. I haven't done anything further than that, but that'll probably be the next thing I put out.
1: Did you write it or did, did. You, did you write with other women?
3: No, I wrote it by myself. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So again, so, how
1: can everybody find you?
3: Facebook um, at Carly Clura Official, Instagram at carly.calura and then I also have a website, CarlyCalora.com
1: awesome carly thank you so much for spending this last hour telling your story i knew it was going to be awesome Uh, and what song are we going to listen to on the way out do you want to listen to motor city sure all right just like we started let's end it i love it perfect hey everybody uh, you're quite welcome everybody i'm johnny d the motivational cowboy thank you for listening to this week's outstanding life podcast
2: on.
0: To the Outstanding Life Podcast. Follow Johnny D on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, advertise, or would like to make a donation, please visit motivationalcowboy.com. And remember to have an outstanding day.